Okay, we're going we're gonna to learn some lessons from uh, a, a Bible character that generally we all think really good things of, right? Uh, Peter. And we're, we're going to bounce through a number of scriptures in the book of Matthew. We're just going to touch on all of them really simply. And sometimes, you, sometimes there's the illusion that when you become a Christian, we, we, that's just it. Like we're now we're on this going good in the right direction and we know it doesn't all become perfect overnight but we really think well someone has made a decision for Jesus so now that's that's it that's where they're going to go it don't happen <laughs> it didn't happen to Peter and what, what I want to do is just bounce through some individual verses about Peter and we'll see the facts are that sometimes Peter went up up is like the good decision all positive other times, like he did some epic fails. And he was first to do so many things in the Gospels with Jesus, but he was first at successes, first at some serious belly flops, succeed, fail, succeed, fail, 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 succeed. Like his life and his journey with Jesus was not that. It was up, down, up, down, up, down. And the reality is, while I don't want to speak it over your life, that will be some of your lives. And it's completely okay. There's never a fail in it. As long as you get back up again, who cares? But let's just, if, if you, you've got a Bible there, let's just open to the book of Matthew. We're just all going to stay in the book of Matthew. We're not going to go anywhere else. But we are going to bounce really quickly through a heap of scriptures, okay? Um, so, so Matthew 4, verse 18 and we've got Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two, two brothers, Simon called Peter, and his brother, and his, Andrew, his brother, casting it into the sea. And he says to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So there's the call, and we know, that Jesus, we know that Peter responds really, really well. So he's in the first batch of people to connect to Jesus. And right now he responds well. The call goes out, Peter, follow me. Peter says, yeah, I'm in. Sign me up. That's an up. Well, that's a great first step for Peter. But we then don't hear about Peter until chapter 14. In, in between that and chapter 14, we hear uh, a lot about what Jesus is doing and, and other sorts of miracles. But then in chapter 14, verse 22, we get the story uh, where the disciples cross the lake ahead of Jesus in a boat and, um, and Jesus comes later on and there's a big storm and Jesus walks out on the water and they all escape. They're all afraid because, oh, it's a ghost. They'd never seen anything like this before. So it's a storm, there's wind, there's waves, there's sea spray. There's this person walking towards us. It must be a ghost. So they're all terrified. And of course, um, Jesus sings out to them and says, no, no, it's okay. Don't panic. It's me. It's me. And they're like, what? It's Jesus. And so verse 28 uh, verse, verse 27, but um, immediately Jesus spoke and said to them, be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And then verse 28, Peter says, he, he answers and he says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come on the water and, and I'll, I'll be there. So Jesus says, hey, okay, smarty pants, come. And so other than Jesus, Peter is the first man ever, the only man ever, ever in the New Testament, he steps out of the boat and we know what happens. He takes a few steps. Let's all give Peter a round of applause. Awesome. No one else has done it. 
So, so Peter started well with an up. He made the decision for Jesus. Jesus walking on the water and Peter thinks, well, I don't look too hard, so I'll have a go at that. Stepped out walking on the water. Hey, that's another up, isn't it? That's two positives in a row for Peter. But we also know in the very next verse, he gets his eyes on the wind and the waves. He gets a little bit afraid. He packs himself and he thinks, what the stuff have I done? And then he starts to sink. So he has one up two ups, and now he has a sink. So now he's the first person to fail at walking on water as well. And Jesus has to reach down, grab him, and and then Jesus doesn't just save him, but Jesus sort of like slips this little nail in and and says, man, why do you have so little faith? As if like, come on, fair dinkum, give me a go, a little bit of encouragement here. I did take a couple of steps, but all Jesus says is, hey, Peter, why is it that you have so little faith. I wouldn't be saying that to Peter. I'd be applauding him a little bit, encouraging him, hey, the guy did well. But he sunk. And Jesus' response is, why do you have so little faith? Why you doubt? So, so now, so Peter's gone up, up, boom, just done a big crash. But he get, he's got to get points for trying there, I reckon. And now if we go to, um, we go to chapter 15, verse 15. And, and in chapter 15, Jesus is talking to all the disciples and sharing in parables and little stories and sometimes they're easy to understand, sometimes they're a little bit complicated. And, um, and verse 15, so 13 and 14, Jesus said a couple of things about blind, leading the blind, blah, blah. And, and Peter's asked the question and Peter's, Peter's answered and said uh, to him, can you, can you just say that again? Explain that. I'm, sorry, man, I missed that. I missed it. And again, verse 16, what does Jesus say? Peter, are you still without understanding? Like he's really saying, Peter, you're thick. I, I said that pretty clear. You, you missed it. Okay, at least you asked. It's good when you miss things. Ask for a repeat. But Jesus says, hey, are you still without understanding? You still don't understand. And then he goes on and he explains the parable again in a different way. So Peter's gone up, up, down, boom. Had another crash. So he's had you of little faith and now he's ye of little understanding. So let's, Peter's like, you know, he's not the A-grade student in the class of disciples here. Up, up, down, down. Let's go now to chapter 16, verse 16, and we, we quickly look at Peter again. Um, so again, Jesus is, is just talking and chatting away, and he asks the guys, so, so who do men say that, I, say that I, the son of man, am? And some of them say this and this and this, and none of them are right. And then Peter answers and says, hey, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And that's like, yeah, you know it. Awesome. Got it right. Everyone else had to go. Got it wrong. But, but you, Peter, you got it right. And he says, well, hey, man, you only received that from heaven. That's like revelation, Peter. You just nailed that one. So we've gone up, up, down, down, up. He's had a win. Um, so now Peter's gone from not having any understanding of being of little faith to, yeah, guys, do you get that? I nailed that. I, just, I got that. Just me and, me and the guy. Keep trying. So, so he's had a win. And then verse 18, um, Jesus takes it up another level and he says, okay, so, so I, I say to you that, that you are Peter and, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell uh, shall not prevail against it and I'll give you the keys of the kingdom, blah, 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 blah. I'm sure Peter didn't understand what Jesus was saying here, but, but this is surely rubbing Peter's ego the right way because Peter's just nailed a right answer and now Jesus is saying all these amazing things about him that he said about no one else. So you can imagine Peter sort of politely puffing out his chest, told you, looking at all the guys, 
Told you. Like, I really, I really nailed that. I thought I nailed it, but I really nailed it. Did you hear that? So, so we've gone up, up, down, down, up. And the pride thing is maybe a sideways step or an up, but it's not a negative. But it's just part of the roller coaster ride of Peter's life. And then we quickly bounce down to Matthew 17, um, verse 4. And Jesus has gone up onto the mountain to pray and to, and to spend time with his father. And he gets transfigured and he turns shining bright, like rise and shine. He's just glowing. And, um, and Peter thinks that's pretty cool. And Moses and Elijah appear. And verse 4, and Peter speaks up and he says to Jesus, Hey, look. Uh, Lord, I think it's pretty good for us to be here. So uh, I think we should just, let's just build a couple of houses, knock up a couple of tabernacles, a bit of a tent, and uh, let's just chill here. I think this is, this is a good place. So, so again, Peter's not really showing too much understanding for the mission of Christ, for his commitment to follow. Like he's just, he's just a little bit screwed with his concepts. And he's had this experience on the mountain, and so he, he doesn't really get what it's all about. So he thinks, well don't really get it, but um, maybe this is a good place to just hang out. Let's just build a couple of huts and let's just chill here. This, this is a good place. We're meeting with God. Moses turned up. Where did he come from? Who invited him? So I don't know whether well, he didn't really get anything right or wrong there. He misunderstood because the, the mission of Christ wasn't to set up somewhere and build a church or do anything like that. So I think we'd call this one a down. Again, didn't understand it. Missed the boat. Had an amazing encounter on the mountain with Jesus, uh, but didn't really get the point of it all. The next thing we see of Peter is um, is chapter 19, verse 27. And if you read in verse 26, um, it says, Jesus looked at them and said, with men this is impossible, with God all things are possible. And he's talking about leaving everything and going and selling what you have and and following Jesus and how hard it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And, And so Peter in verse 27 Peter again speaks up and says, and says well, well, check this out. Check this out, Lord. You know, we've, we've actually left everything to follow you. So what do you, what do you think we'll get? Jesus is talking about leaving all things behind and following Jesus, letting go of earthly riches and getting heavenly ones. And Peter's sort of having a bit of a boast and a brag. Well, we've left everything. We've actually done that. We've left everything and we're following you. So what do you think we're going to get? Again, I don't think Peter's really, he's missed the point of the parable and he's missed the point of the teaching and now he's a little bit excited and he's a little bit he's a little bit eager about some form of reward that they're going to get because Peter thinks he's done some great sacrifice and left all behind to follow Jesus. Again, he sort of missed the boat there. He, he didn't get it. Jesus didn't correct him in that particular instance. But but you can see that that Peter is sometimes getting it right, sometimes getting it wrong, sometimes getting it right, and sometimes getting it wrong. But he doesn't ever stop trying. And even though Jesus occasionally corrects him very directly, Peter, you've got no understanding, what's the issue with your faith? It doesn't seem to discourage Peter from having another go. That's an important lesson. That's an important lesson. And, and then the next time we see uh, Peter, if we go to Matthew 26. Matthew 26. Verse 35. Now, this is getting into like, this is where, if you know your Bible, this is, we're getting close to now the, the, the crucifixion of Jesus. You know, he gets all beaten up and, and it just goes all really bad. And this is actually the beginning of a really serious for Peter. Like, this is like serious free fall. He is going to crash and burn. Um, so, in verse 31, 
um, Jesus is, is talking about the, this persecution. They're going to strike the shepherd and, and the sheep are going to scatter and, and I'm going to die, but I'll be raised from the dead and all, all that sort of good uh, stuff. And in verse 33, Peter, Peter says, um, he says, even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. So Paul know, Peter knows he's made some mistakes in the past, but he thinks he sort of can, he's, he thinks he's got this one, and that if everyone else falls away, hey mate, I will be the last man standing. He, he thinks he's got that. And, and Jesus actually says to him, um, says, says to him directly in verse 34, no, no, assuredly I say to you that this night, before the rooster crows, you're actually going to deny me three times. And verse 35, Peter arcs up and says, no, 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 come on, you're not getting it. Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. So he's got a little bit indignant. And Jesus has said, no, you're not as good as you think you are, Peter. And, and, and it's not going to work the way you think. But Peter's saying, yes, it is, mate. I've got this. Even if I've got to die, I will be there by your side. His song's about that. By your side. He's going to be there. But we know that that's actually not what happens. We know that Jesus was right. Peter was wrong. Epic fail. And we know then that the soldiers come. They drag Jesus away. He gets daylights beaten out of him. Uh, and all the disciples flee. But verse 58, all of the disciples flee. But at verse 58, it says, Peter followed him at a distance. Nobody else did. So Peter was a little bit right here. He's, he is actually the last man standing because all the others did run. Peter followed him at a distance. So if, if verse 35, that was a down because Jesus said, no, it's not going to work the way you thought. But by verse 58, that's actually a little bit of an up for Peter because he actually is the last man standing as far as his commitment to Jesus. He followed at a distance. But then we jump over to the last part of that chapter, verse 69 down to verse 75. And that's the story, that's the part where the servant girl challenges Peter and says, hey, you were with him. And he's, no, no, not me, sorry, you got the wrong guy. And then someone else comes in, no, 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 no. And he does deny Jesus three times. Epic burn, boom. Epic burn. But, and, and that's, the last, that's the last thing you hear about Peter in the New Testament. So he, he started well, up, up, down, I've lost track of things, but you know, he went all over the place and he ended with an epic down. First guy to deny Jesus three times. But if you go now quickly to Acts, and we're, we're coming to an end in, in a couple of minutes, you go to Acts chapter 2. You've been in church for a while, you know the story. The Holy Spirit was poured out. Thousands of people gathered because of the sound and the unusual spectacle that was going on. Who was the one that stood up and preached to that crowd? Peter. Chapter 2, verse 14, it just says really clearly, but Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice. Peter stood up on that day with all of the epic fails. Peter stood up on that day 
preached the gospel, and because of him standing up, 3,000 plus people got born again. That's a serious up for Peter. That wipes the slate clean from all of the past. Note this about Peter, and you will so be able to apply this to your own life, either right now or in the next few years to come. Peter never did anything deliberately wrong. At every point, Peter thought he was doing his best and trying his hardest. He always thought he was doing something that was genuinely right. You are going to have so many of those experiences in your life where you really think you've done your best and you've tried to do everything right, but it's going to be wrong. You are not going to be able to avoid those circumstances, whether it be through a misunderstanding, being misquoted, uh, whatever. And even in the course of your Christianity and, and in your interaction in the youth group, as, as you go on and being involved in the, in the bigger church body, you are going to do your best and every now and then it's going to tick someone off and it's going to come across the wrong way. You're not going to deliberately do it, but Peter didn't deliberately do it. He was always given his best and he was always trying to be right and he was never trying to do the wrong thing. So, so the point is this, it doesn't matter how many times you fall, it doesn't matter how many times you fail, it doesn't matter how many times you thought you were doing right but it lands you in trouble, don't let go of Jesus. Don't let go. Every now and then, Josh is going to have to correct you or somebody else or your mum, your parents. Every now and then, somebody's got to correct you and discipline you. Can I just say, don't get shitty about that? Am I allowed to say that? I just said it anyway. Don't react negatively to that because if you look at someone as awesome as Peter and you look at the ups and the downs, and you look at the rebukes, and you look at the correction, you look at the challenges to his character, but he actually, all of those things simply made him lock onto Jesus more, lock onto Jesus more, and even if you're not really sure what to do next, just lock onto Jesus, and if need be, just let him drag you along, but don't step out. It doesn't matter. Don't step out of the youth. Don't step out of the church. Every now and then, sometimes you simply won't like some of the leaders. That's a reality, right? Great. Ignore them for a while, but don't step out. Lock on and just get dragged until you work out how to walk again. Amen? Because it is going to happen. You are, hopefully, you're all going to do the best throughout your entire Christian life. But just like Peter, it doesn't mean everything's going to succeed for you. Suck it up. That's life. It's just going to happen. It's going to happen until you die. So, so the point is, Peter started well, sort of ended badly, but in reality ended awesome because when 3,000 people gathered, it was him who stood up and preached. So you stick around long enough and you will walk through the issues you stick around long enough, even if other friends leave, other people leave, great, bye, see ya, sad to be you. You stick around long enough and one day you'll be the last person standing and you'll do a Peter, bang, here I am. And I'm here simply because I stayed and I didn't go anywhere else. And some of it, I don't know, it may, may not be sort of applicable now, but I can guarantee you it's coming at some point. It's coming at some point. So, so look at the example of Peter. Ups are great downs we don't like them but we can make them great just by sticking around 
and walking through it. So simple encouragement from Peter. He's an amazing Bible character, but he didn't go like this. You're not going to go like that either. I didn't go like that. You're going to go all over the place, but you stick in and you're going to get to there eventually. Amen? So learn from Peter, learn from others, and just don't ever let go of Jesus. All the youth.